0: This is the Black TV Show Podcast, hosted by Miriam Temeskin. Welcome back to the Black TV Show's podcast. My name is Miriam, and I'm back with another, I guess I was going to say another special guest, but you've been my only special guest. I have Shawnee. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, I'm
1: back! Hey, (laughs) y'all.
0: How's it going? That
1: was... I'm good. Um, I have had plenty of positive reviews since our first episode. Yay. Um, I very well enjoyed it. Uh, I very well enjoyed the shout-out that Lena Wave gave us. I
0: was going to say that. As well.
1: (laughs) Because when I checked my DMs, and I saw I had a request from Lena V. was I was in the car with two coworkers and I had told them about the podcast. So they were already excited. And I was showing them what each of us was posting in our story. And when I saw that request, I literally, I fell out, like the phone fell out of my hand. And I was just, oh my God, oh no, I'm not reading this. I'm not, I'm not reading this. And so then one of my coworkers, she took my phone and was like, I'ma just go ahead and accept that for you. And I'm like, oh my God. And then I further told Lena, like, hey, if you feel like it, you know, whenever you have time, go check it out when when it airs on this day on Spotify and every other platform where you can find it. She just double tapped my messages and I'm like, oh, I feel sick Um still seen so that was a good two weeks out of my life that I enjoyed um yes so we have plenty of good traction that I am very proud of
0: yeah um I was so I was like on set and I um I was like oh no I we're, it's gonna come out tomorrow so I got to just do something for the Instagram so I like I had the like our whole Zoom video on my phone so I was like while in between like take some like cutting parts of it and then posting it. Right. And then I didn't look back because I don't have notifications because it's a distraction for me. And mm-hmm. so then he messaged me and said, you know, Lena, that like repost us. I was like, what? Right, because you were at work <laughs> when I texted you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, snap, I'm going to home. When she get on Instagram, she going to lose her mind. <laughs> yeah. And I did, I, I did send her a private message saying like, uh, like you have inspired me. Because I, you know, my goal uh, is to have my, to create my own films and television shows and also to have my own production company. And then also, I guess on top of that, um, that like Tyler Perry has done, which is having my own studio. Like that's, that's the ultimate goal, which I know that won't happen anytime soon, but like they, they are like what, what my goals are in life. They are the ones that are are doing it right now. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you want to keep close.
0: And she said, thank you for that. I was like, Oh, (laughs)
1: no for real like lena stop playing like we need to be friends at this point <laughs> i already live in chicago i can be an extra
0: for the shy ma'am. do they film the shy in chicago they do they do okay yeah you yeah. should you should it, definitely apply it's a theater. lot
1: of a lot of raw talent actually um that she includes for her extras i've my cousin who has always been in some part of the industry, at least for the greater part of my life. She's now an actress. She's also a poet, and she does a little singing. But she's been on The shy probably about four times. Um, I have a a girl that I used to work with who is also uh, passionate for the arts. And she was in a few scenes on The Shy. So it makes me happy when I get to either look at at the episode like, oh my God, that's Andy. Or, oh, hey, Kylie. Like when I'm able to call somebody out and see, or when I see that my friends or somebody that I know has posted being on the shy, and I'm like, all right, so where do I apply? Because clearly y'all looking for somebody and I'm your girl. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, But yeah, uh, even in the little cutaway scenes, um, I guess it might be called uh, stock videos or stock yeah. photos, stock rather. Footage. Yeah, yeah, the stock footage. You can see that there are actually that they're filming actual places in Chicago. Like you can recognize the area, the streets. Oh, it was so like you're, the you're talking about like
0: actual established. Because stock footage is usually when the like the production company pays for someone else to have taken footage. Or, you know, like, the movie that I'm working on right now, they do do establish of, like, actual locations, so you know where, you know, they show the location, and then you cut to the actual scene. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, it's a little
1: bit of both. So, okay. okay, maybe I'm misusing stock footage, but in the little cutaway scenes where, like, they're transitioning from one scene to another, yeah. Um, you might see a shot of one of our train stations, you might see... A shot of one of the streets that that might be recognizable or it's a main street or it's well known um and it, it was like that was shameless too because shameless was also filmed here okay and they they do a lot of that so i like just being a Chicagoan and being able to tell like oh that's the west side or oh that's the south side. Yeah. What I don't like is when they start lying on the storyline so like what Shameless did a lot was Shameless was set on the south side of Chicago but they where they filmed was the west side Oh, and that would bother me a lot because like yeah. you are lying on my city like stop playing with me
0: yeah.
1: but I'll be alright. <laughs> I'll
0: well, that's, yeah, so it's, it was amazing. Cause like, uh, no shade to, uh, cause I was, I was posting, like I've been watching uh the history of sitcom that's on CNN. It's I I, I watch a lot of yeah. like uh, docu-series that they have. Like I love when they do like the history of like, the the 90s the 80s the 70s the 60s and stuff like that so right now they're they're, right now they're doing the history of sitcoms so i was like perfect you know we're we're talking about a sitcom and there's so many great sitcoms out there and i think i posted something about blackish and i tagged yara and for some reason, she just blocked me. <laughs> like, it literally says... Yara? Yeah, it literally says, don't send anything to... Like, I don't know what it said, but it literally just said, like, you cannot send anything to her. She will not see it. Like, I am literally blocked. I was like, oh, okay. And then the next day, I think I posted something about uh, about Lena. And she reposted us. And then Tracy Ellis Ross posted us. I, I was like, it's so weird. I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Goodness yeah. gracious. So she, she She saw it, but she afterwards blocked it. So it's like okay but it's it's That just cool. hurt my feelings. It's okay. They I I have a feeling I feel like I'm the type of person like if I have a whole bunch of DMs and a lot of them is just like like pointless I probably would like I would delete it. I don't think I would block anyone but uh it was just funny to me. I told my friend she's like whatever. It's at least Tracy Ellis Ross reposted. Right. <laughs> but still
1: y'all are dying Like yeah. Because Yara she it's like we see her from both ends right so we see her from Blackish but then yeah. we see her from Grownish
0: yeah I so you're Grunish. dealing with yeah. two different chat de- oh, Yara yeah. <laughs> it's okay maybe in the future you know
1: but anyways listen
0: <laughs> so anyways let's get into this episode so we're doing the Cosby Show season 3 episode 16 Denise gets an option um so originally like i was so i've told people on the podcast that i really wanted to create a patreon podcast where i actually had actual uh, like actors and like writers directors whoever were on the show to uh talk about particular episodes that they were part of and you know unfortunately it's been hard because this is a brand new podcast so a lot of people don't think it's credible. And originally, I wanted to do this episode with Dondre because just how he, he, because first of all, Dondre Whitfield right now, he has a book called um, Male Versus Man. And uh, I feel like that, like we could relate that book to his character as Robert because Robert is a male, like, you know, he is... (laughs) He, he, he's not a man Like you know And I was hoping to do it But unfortunately I, I reached out to his reps And they have not Gone back to me So I was like Oh okay well So at least I, that's why I wanted someone on this Because I was like I don't want to talk about my, By myself Because it's kind of weird But <laughs> so yeah
1: Maybe we should have DM Sally And said Hey
0: girl um, Are you and your husband Available to do A little bit of an interview
1: For a podcast You know Nothing too much <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, maybe in the future we I might do, like, a collective of all the episodes he's been part of. And also, there I did, just discovered, I, mean, I don't know, a few months ago, I, I can't remember what it's called. Is it Be- Between Brothers? It's, like, the male version of Girlfriends, and he's in it? Um, the show with him and Dwayne Wayne? Yes. yes
1: that's called Between Brothers. Um, you can actually catch it on Crackle.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I um, randomly it's discovered it. But it it's I want to say
1: it's Crackle
0: it's just sad that it was only one season though i was like i wonder why they got canceled that's a good question because they were really good it was
1: it was dandre it was kadeem hardison it was kelly perrine who plays Dwayne on 101 one and you know various other roles yeah um and there was somebody else that tommy, i'm missing tommy davis
0: Davison. tommy oh. davidson yeah. yes
1: um uh, who is the voice of oscar proud and yes plays many other roles as well I kind of grow and so yes like you said oh wow I never thought about that till you said that today a male version of girlfriends the only twist is that Dwayne and Dondre are brothers Mm -hmm. and it's basically life following them see the 90s was a very good era for tv shows that lasted and didn't last Mm -hmm. um it had a very good background it was it was healthy it was fun you got to see them It, it it's almost like they weren't acting it was like they were being themselves and just being recorded mm-hmm. with a script yeah so yeah tragic that that ended I should look that up and see why it ended
0: yeah, I don't know why it ended. But yeah, so I discovered that. So I was like, oh, cool. Uh, but he's also been, like, recently, like, on Queen Sugar. And, like, so he's been busy. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. But before that, he was on the Cosby show. And so this episode aired February 5th, 1987. And the synopsis for this episode is Denise is anxiously awaiting arrival of her blind date. Meanwhile, Vanessa's ex-boyfriend wants to win her back. So we start with, we're in the kitchen and, like, we see tyrone and aaron and we've met them before on a previous episode mm-hmm. and they've all and of course vanessa's there and uh, cliff is there they have all came from church um and you know they're planning to go see a movie um and you know they're deciding what movie to watch either see the lizards movie or a movie about romance um, and for me i would pick romance like like hands exactly down, like wild lizards <laughs>
1: Yeah, and what I've noticed, too, and I'm not sure if this is just a Cosby show thing or if this truly was the essence of that time, but I do know that the 80s was pretty good for, like, horror and some level of gore in a movie. And when you watch the Cosby show, you notice that there are a lot of movies that they mention where, like... Somehow the characters are really like gross, or they're weird. Like really wanted to, what was it, Vanessa? One of them w- wanted to watch a movie that gave them nightmares.
0: Yes, that was in the first season, Bad Dreams.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's kids who are like picking their nose, and uh I don't know, putting them, on, putting it, putting it on somebody, or it's it's some type of weird, nasty, especially for. The age group that Vanessa is in, along with Tyrone and Aaron. Yeah. So she's uh, you know, describing what sounds like the notebook. Cliff, yeah, like, okay. The cliff.
0: Yeah, when she was talking about like the movie that she was talking about, I was like, is this a Nicholas Sparks movie? Like, but Nick like Nicholas Sparks <laughs> movies didn't come out until like after this. So I was like, what is she talking about? <laughs> and it's it's she's so passionate in how she describes it. Mm-hmm. She's like, a boy
1: and a girl, they're 17 years old. They find each other at this camp and then they fall in love and they sleep away for two years. It's a movie we should all see that. Girl, you're a teenager. Why are you trying to see this? And then you think about it. Because you glamorize relationships at that at that age. You yeah. don't really get the I the full idea of a relationship and while I admired the fact that her parents had a healthy relationship, you still didn't see the other side of it. So yeah slow down a little red Corvette.
0: And after this whole discussion, Cliff was like, just go to see the lizard movie. Like <laughs> right <laughs> he's like, No, we're not, you're not watching that. Um anyway, the borderline R rated. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder if it was a real movie. I don't know. I don't I I noticed that on the show. They, uh, they don't ever say, like, real movies. They they usually say, like, something that's similar to that movie. So this could have been, like, a movie that just came out that year, but it's not the same names. I've noticed that with a lot of the episodes that they talk about certain uh, movies, I'm like, and I look it up, and it's not a thing, but um, there's something similar usually. So I don't know. Maybe there was something that came out that that year. Right. Now, before we go any
1: further, on the last episode, you asked me some questions and I would like to ask you oh. those same questions. Okay. So what is your okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and feel like the Cosby show is like probably your favorite show. But um outside of the Cosby show, if that's possible, what would be your favorite Black TV show?
0: think a different world <laughs> we're just gonna stay with the whole cosmic universe we're uh, such alike I love you uh just because like um I well I told you last time I've never been to an HBCU but like it looked like I would have had a like if I went to Howard University it looked like I would have had a good time just based on yeah. a different world um and just being surrounded by other black people um just because when I went to school I most of my i had a few black friends but most of my friends were uh predominantly asian they were not white. they were (laughs) they're asian that's interesting yeah so it's it's a little different perspective right there but you know the thing that i do relate with most of my friends is that we're all um children of immigrants so at least i had that to relate to um just because i'm not i'm not like a black person that's you know, like, you know how there's Black people that, you know, have family members that were slaves and, like, you know, have been, mm-hmm. have been in America for a long time. For right. me, that's not the case. I, you know, I'm technically it's either first generation, second generation. I never know. I never get the de- definition right. But basically, I was born here, but, you know, my parents are immigrants, right? So uh So your so, parents came from? From Eritrea. From, like, Africa. Oh. Yeah yeah so um so they
1: came from there and had you here yes i want to say your first generation american yeah now. i don't know
0: i was i was i don't know what i was filling out i was filling out something like a questionnaire and like it defined it that second generation is a person that was born here and i'm like that doesn't make sense but whatever i was like i'll just fill it out It's the way it fills the questionnaire Just well like, you're here now <laughs> yes <laughs> but yeah so a different world would be my favorite
1: and what black TV show character do you resonate with the most?
0: Oh man, this is gonna take me a while to think. Um, <laughs> um, um. Oh my god, I'm trying to think. Um, I can't relate to any of the kids of the Cosby Show because I never had siblings. Uh, um, I'm trying to think. I'm definitely. I was gonna say Kim, but I never actually took the MCAT and went to medical school, so that doesn't work. Uh, But I did go. I did go to school for 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 being fair. Neither did she. But
1: that's Uh, also low key being unfair because they cut off the show too quick.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, No, but you know what's crazy with uh, Kim? A lot of things that they her character, like the things that she talked about throughout a different world. I actually understood because I actually studied that stuff, you know, when she was talking about DNA, um, you know, studying for the MCAT, like, I, a lot of my, like, I have I have two friends right now, that are in med school right now, so they have to take the MCAT. So I understand what she was talking about. So I guess in a way, kind of relate to her so far, because I've yet, i yet, I was gonna say, I was gonna think of one of the characters of girlfriends, but I'm like, still too young for that. So I think I think it'd be Kim. Like, mm. um, she
1: was a good a good person to reference. She is someone who embodies beauty, grace, uh, intelligence, and she keeps it real. Yes, she's an awesome friend. I don't, I don't think that I could say that I could be Whitley's friend.
0: I know, me neither.
1: It would take me, it would either take me so long to come around or I would probably have to tell Whitley right then and there, girl, you are doing a lot. You're here, I need you here. Mm -hmm. And you need to chill. And if we keep going through this, there's gonna be some issues.
0: Yeah, I think I don't have the patience that Kim has. That's the only thing I don't have. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I don't know how Kim didn't fight her or how she maintained her patience because as soon as I would have walked in, in that room and saw monogram towels, I would have walked right back out. Mm-hmm. And I probably would have went to student affairs. Like, I don't know who y'all put me in a room with, but it's not going down today. Yeah. Either she goes or she goes. I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. Because high maintenance to the nth yeah. degree. But the beauty in it is that she did take the time out to understand Whitley, but she didn't take Whitley's guff, you know, like, she told Whitley what it was, and it was so sweet the way she did it. Like, Whitley would be all like, Kimmy, I need you to do this for me because I want to be lazy. And Kim's like, no, dear, you need to do this for yourself because it's not something that I have on my agenda. And she's like, okay. <laughs> I love it. Their relationship, it's its its hilarious, to say the least. But okay, um,
0: I had one last
1: question and I lost it. So when I think of it, I'll just go ahead and ask you.
0: Okay, so um, so we cut to actually being in the living room and uh, the phone rings and of course, Denise runs because she thinks the phone is for her. And mm-hmm. you know, set up, it's actually for Clift. Um, And we find out that the person on the phone wants to make rounds with Cliff at the hospital, right? Yes. Um, And we gotta keep note. Denise picked up the phone and said her name on the phone. Just, we gotta keep that note because later on it comes (laughs) back. Um, Yes. And then uh, so she leaves and he finishes the phone call. The doorbell rings and it's Robert. Um, And um, as I said, I wish I could have had, like, I wish I could talk to uh, Dondre to ask him his opinion about this character because... It's a doozy. Yeah, <laughs> a I, I believe that he would have plenty of insight, especially being
1: an adult and being able to just fully analyze Robert. Just like you said, he has a book. Um, I, I feel as though he could dissect Robert to a degree where we we could probably probably
0: get lost. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, in uh, double in. And uh, you know, we find out that they, him, and Vanessa have broken up. uh, But he's still hanging out at his, like, at Vanessa's house. I don't understand. Like, if if I broke up with someone, I would not go to the family. Why are you right? Why are you at my house? I don't. Why are you at my
1: house? You you didn't call to say hey, um, we need to talk. Hey, can I come over? You showed up. Unannounced. Mm-hmm. Like, if Vanessa happened to be playing the three of y'all, your heart would have got broke.
0: Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's just weird. Um, and then the fact that he's like, you know, he's sad about his love life. You know, and he's only thirteen, so it's like, damn. Because for me, when I was thirteen, I didn't think about that. <laughs> You know oh, and by the way i i do want to mention because i think i've already mentioned this on our previous episode um don is actually a year older than malcolm but he plays uh vanessa's boyfriend or ex-boyfriend on the show just let you know he was much older
1: wow
0: yeah
1: mm, the more you know because
0: i would have never
1: made that connection
0: And I remember there was an episode, uh, I think it was called Denise's Friend, where they had the whole discussion about like, you know, because Stacey Dash's character had a bladder infection or something. And so you know how they had a whole like discussion and uh, they made a joke with I think uh, was it was either Sandra or Denise they were making a joke like oh what happens if Vanessa was with a guy that's 17 and at the time she was 12 and so she was like 17 but I was like in my mind DeAndre was that age
1: <laughs> right and mm, what is it? Uh, it, it it's like when you when you grow up in a household where you know, older music is played, or older uh, TV programs are played, um, and and it and it seems like this is kind of what Robert was caught up in. Um, when you get your little heart broke, <laughs> and you start to pick the oldest of music, uh, it, it's it's you're strategic when you're doing this. You or I, I want to say. Uh, I feel like I'm rambling. Hold on, let me let me piece my stuff together. Okay, so on a regular level, when you get your heart broke or broken rather, um, you typically listen to music that speaks to your pain. So you try to think of a song that has all the lyrics that's going to either make you belt out these notes full concert on these parts that you resonate with the most, or And or you're listening to a song, you're looking for a song that's going to have a musical background that kind of just has you like boo-hoo, cry-cry. And once you're, once you let the song do what it's supposed to do, then you're almost like Eeyore. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And everything is just, well, guess I'll be here all along. Yeah. Nobody to love me. And Robert gives me the feeling that he's been sitting up under his grandfather learning about this music and just keeping a record of it in the back of his mind so that when the time comes, he can pull out the vinyl and put on the song that he needs to listen to to further break his heart and to further make him feel more sad
0: yeah poor thing and uh, you know what's funny is cliff <laughs> mentions you know you know before marriage because he like um robert talks about you know uh, you have a lovely marriage and cliff says that you know before marriage you needed a, a job <laughs> like you don't okay. have that right now <laughs> the facts um and uh you know um robert comes with these sayings like he says as a great man once said a lonely man is half a man, uh, but he never quotes who that person said that.
1: He never quotes the great men. He just comes out and says these quotes. You know that kid that just has to prove, like you know that they're smart. It's it's already well known, but they just have to do everything they can in order to prove just how smart they are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's Robert. Yeah. Because why are you walking around just quoting all of these great men? And who are these great men? <laughs> and later on, Vanessa points that out. <laughs> right. And and how, how long have you been studying these men and their greatnesses for you to be able to analyze this and apply this to your 13-year-old life? Like, you talk like... I mean, th- we'll, we'll probably... Well, more than likely, we're going to end up saying this later in the episode. But, sir, you talk like you have a mortgage with three kids and a, and a wife and a
0: baby on the way. Like, I'm not
1: understanding.
0: Mm-hmm. Slow down, Red Corvette. Go ahead. And then, I, I, I couldn't even catch what he was saying. So we're I'm just gonna play a clip about what his current life love life is. It's just, <laughs> it is just crazy. So it, just give me a sec here.
1: You know, Dr. Huxley, I really need guidance with my life. Or uh, what
0: kind of guidance?
1: See, in the last month, Debbie McLeod, Stephanie Johnson, and Amy Gordon all broke up with me.
0: Because all three found out you were dating them all at the same time.
1: But I wasn't. You weren't? No. See, I was going steady with, with Debbie, but Stephanie and I made a pact that if she broke up with Todd and I broke up with Debbie, we would go steady. So Todd broke up with Stephanie, and so I went steady with her until Amy's party, and after I danced with Amy, I knew that she was for me. And that was for the best because Stephanie was a Sagittarius and I was a Libra. And uh, that's for being so generous with your wisdom. So
0: all right. I want to pay you back. Mm-mm. So, it's, I'm just like, what are, you, what are you talking about? I was so lost. I was like, I'm not even writing this down. I'm just like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that
1: boy made my head hurt. He, it's It's like... What is that song that I like so much? DMX. What the one from? It was yeah. Brenda.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> three kids. I always like think it's like three Kims. I did like a whole bunch going. Right. Yeah. About oh, no, three
1: Kims. Right. It's like, sir, you did what? With whom? When? Where? Why? You make you made packs with these people. If, if you break up with him and I break up with her, we're going to get together. First of all, that's shiesty. Mm-hmm. But you're not an adult, so that doesn't resonate with you. And then when you start bringing in all of these astrological factors, yeah. sir, please yeah. spare me.
0: I only know that I'm a Cancer, but that's all. I don't know like who I would align. Like I don't know that detail. I just that's like that's too much for me. <laughs> now
1: I I have friends who are uh, who are deep into. The study of it, not enough to, like, get a degree or or anything in it, but um, I know of two apps. There's CoStar and there's The Pattern. And it'll explain to you everything um, about how all of that works hand in hand. I mean, I, I do know, like, I'm a Scorpio. I'm a Gemini moon and uh Sagittarius rising. I think, and, and I'm probably going to get this wrong, so for you listeners out there, please DM me and let me know what's up. Um, I do know that your rising sign is supposed to be the sign that you are, that you kind of, like, want to be, or, like, um, I'm trying to think of the best way to put it. it it's like or i guess similar so it's similar to it's supposed to be similar to your personality but not quite actually being it
0: mm-hmm.
1: something along those lines um i'll do some talking with them cuz sometimes it the information runs together on me and makes my head hurt yeah and then i i just let them have it and you know what whatever y'all say go fine <laughs> thanks yeah. But he he started talking like he was an expert. Yeah. At at this and I will say that there 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 is some truth to how the how astrology works in that in that factor cuz some things is just like oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know how some things can just be vague or basic like if somebody were to call a Would it be a fortune? No, a a psychic. I was supposed to say a fortune teller. If somebody were to call like a psychic hotline or something, um, they could say basic things like, oh, I'm seeing someone in your life who's really special to you. And then, you know, they probe all the answers out of you. Yeah. Some things aren't probed. Some things is like, well, how did you know that? Mm -hmm. Or some things is like, I didn't tell nobody that. This is what I'm reading. This, I feel seen. Yeah. You know, other things, you you'll have to do your own research and, and you'll have to, you know, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So I do know that there is some kind of truth to that, but Robert, Robert don't know no truth. He don't know that.
0: <laughs> uh, and yeah, and that made uh, Cliff confused. <laughs> um, and at this point, Cliff was like, points out like, Vanessa's in the kitchen. You can go see her. <laughs> like, okay. I'm, please I'm get out of my face. Uh, but Robert really <laughs> wants to talk to Cliff and Cliff was like, I have to go to work. Which is weird because this is Sunday because uh, I know he's a, he's a doctor but like, he didn't go to the hospital yet because we know that he goes later on. So it's very weird that he's mm-hmm. like, I need to go to work. I'm like, is that just an excuse? I don't know. <laughs> so, because I don't think he has his office open on a on a weekend, right? So. Right. Yeah. So it was a little weird. I was like, uh okay but whatever um but it's later on and robert is doing the dishes so you end up not going to the movies who just does dishes at your ex's family's house like why don't you even do why don't you do dishes at your own house (laughs) right because that's what i'm questioning like do you even do your own dishes yeah
1: that's one two you got invited to go to the movies but you decided to stay back and talk to somebody who ain't trying to talk to you Mm mm-hmm He's trying to do everything he can to get you out of the house. And you're doing everything to stay in the house. Yeah. Make it make sense. Um. Also, what where
0: is Robin's parents? Yeah, I know we never meet the parents. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do they know that you just at this girl house like this? Yeah. Do they know that you're chasing after this girl the way you are?
0: You trying probably, to get in good they, with a dad? They'd
1: probably be embarrassed about him. <laughs> like, you're looking to her father for all this wisdom. Like, do you not have a source of wisdom in your own home? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, and, you know, Cliff points out, like, do you, are you having trouble at home? Like, Is there something going on? Like, I mean, It like, has to be something. But Robert says, no, it's just, you no, know, he's dying inside. His love life is in shambles, you know? Like... And he wants Vanessa back. That's, that's why he's there. But, like, the fact that Vanessa's gone to the movies, like, how are you getting her back?
1: Because he didn't have a plan. That was the thing, too. He didn't have a plan. Yeah. He got there like, I want Vanessa. That it happen. Yeah. And Cliff's like, she don't want you. Leave. Mm-hmm. And he's like but why what's wrong with me why can't she want me back yeah <sighs> playground talk
0: <laughs> yeah and i i want to just point out that because i always look on imbd before i do these episodes and there was like a fun fact about this particular scene in terms of continuity that there was a mistake which this always happens on, on a lot of shows but basically it mm-hmm. says that robert and Dr. Huxville, we're in the kitchen. Dr. Huxville has two unopened bottles of apple juice. He opens the one bottle of apple juice and gives it to Robert. Then the camera turns to Robert afterwards, giving him the apple juice. When the camera goes back to Dr. Huxville, we see two unopened bottles of apple juice again, and he opens one of the apple juice again. That always happens. It's unfortunately just because they they cut, like, so they do multiple takes of each Mm -hmm. scene, and then they take whatever is best. And, you know, of course, they go back and forth when the person's talking. So they probably took one one of the takes, used it at the start of the that, I guess, talk. Then it went back to Robert. Then it went back to Cliff. But it was a different take that wasn't the same timing. So I, and I, I went back to watch it. I'm like, oh, yeah, it did happen.
1: Do you have an idea of how live studio audiences work?
0: Um, well, I've never been to, my, well, I've, I've been to um, uh, Tonight Show, like I've been to Jay Leno, but I have okay. never actually, I've never actually been to an actual studio, um, but I would assume it's similar to like, because I film like on location, but uh, mm-hmm. on location is a more expensive kind of, sh- like when you, compared to, like if you shoot in a, stu- a studio, it's much cheaper. It's much cheaper because it's just all there a location when you shoot on location it's more logistics and more it's more expensive because you have to pay for the location and everything but um it's they're basically i know for the cosby show and i know for many sitcoms they have like four cameras so there was four cameras uh recording at the same time on the movie that i'm working right now there's two cameras so it's just each take like like it's it's hard to constantly do the same thing for the same take, like, to remember, like, it's very hard. Like, um, how do you remember when you say this word that you're opening an orange, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's very hard. Right.
1: And that's why I asked because, y- you know, as a viewer, you see what's edited. Mm-hmm. And at the end of each show, each show it, there's always Rudy or Theo or somebody saying, the Cosby show was recorded in front of a live studio audience. So then when we have... Times like like these with with the continuity issue. I I would like to know, you know, like is the audience watching? Oh, they them they, record multiple takes.
0: Yes, they do. That that's for sure. Because oh, of course God. they're they're all gonna make mistakes, and I've seen bloopers, and you can hear the audience laughing during the bloopers, like the when they show. Like uh, when I was watching the Cosby Show, looking back it was like a 2002 special you can hear mm-hmm. the laughter from the audience so oh i want to. oh i got to find
1: that i like yeah. bloopers
0: i don't i don't know um i don't know if a lot of studios are still doing like live audience like in terms of like sitcoms i, I doubt it still... i think
1: we have more laugh tracks now than we I do yeah i'm not a fan of laugh tracks because everybody doesn't laugh the same and at yeah, this was... point it just feels uh Pointless.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was watching, uh, like, I guess you call it the reboot of H- House of Pain, like the Tyler Perry of House of Pain. Oh, the and, pains. Uh, no, 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 it's actually the House of Pain. Like they they did the pains, and then they did they went back to House of Pain. <laughs> like it was very weird. But anyways, I was it's watching. Time to get your money. But you don't Yeah, <laughs> I was watching the first two episodes because I was so excited because I love the House of Pain. Like, and mm-hmm. I was watching the first two episodes, and I was like, I could tell this is a, a laugh track. Like this is not real audience laughing. Like I miss, like I as I said, I'm gonna go back to the episode Denise's friend for the Cosby Show. That episode, you, those people that were laughing in the audience, that was their true like laughter. Like I've never like I I remember I don't know if it was a guy or a girl, but I could hear they were laughing their brains out basically, and I like, like a hearty laugh. Yeah. yeah, and I kind of miss that because that's more that makes me laugh even more. But when I hear like, the laugh track, like, laughing at a weird time. I'm like, I don't, I don't think this is funny. And it's making it more, it makes me more not like it as much. I'd rather you just not have a laugh track to begin with. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Understood. Yeah. Because you want the authenticity of it all. Yeah. And the laugh track takes away from that.
0: Yeah. And I think, like, they were doing that on Ellen, like, just because they couldn't have, you know, with COVID, they couldn't have studio audience. And I'm like, I was watching, like, a clip on YouTube, and they have a laugh track, and I'm like, that wasn't funny. What they said, like, I don't understand. Like, uh, yeah, they're doing they were doing it on Ellen because of the whole COVID situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, just, yeah, it was it was not funny. But whatever you
1: saying that got me to thinking too about um, like, not only is there a laugh track, but then uh, don't they prompt the audience to laugh?
0: They do, but like, I could. They could make me laugh, but it's like if the thing is really funny, like I will laugh because, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like when they're actually shooting the take, like, I don't think someone can just be running around and be like laugh, laugh, You know, I don't, I don't know how it worked. I, I, never, I never, like, seen. I've never been to a live, like, show like that, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I, I like went to find that out. When I went to Jay Leno, um. They, of course, they had someone that, like, tells you to clap, like, you know, smile, right, laugh, yeah. like, don't look at the TV, because they, they usually have a TV in us or I think that was Dr. Oz, but one of the two, they, they just said, don't look at the TV or something like that, because they, that's how you see the, like, this what's going on, because, like, for Dr. Mm. Oz, I didn't, I didn't actually get to be close to the front, so I couldn't see as much, so the TV was better for me to see what was going on, but uh they were like, don't look, because, you know, the camera could be at your face, but, um, yeah, I know for Jay Leno, there was someone that like like got you in the, in the mood. They got, and this is like like 2013 before he like stopped late night. But um, yeah, so that was my experience with that part of I guess entertainment.
1: Oh, okay. Then you turn up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was hey, actually... Jay Leno. You know, when I was in New York, I I didn't want to, I I, I didn't mind seeing Dr. Oz, but I really wanted to actually see Wendy Williams, but like, she was on syndication at the time. So I was like, I guess, I guess I got to do Dr. Oz. (laughs)
1: Hey, I would like to be in the room with Dr. Oz too. I think uh, he he talked about how his family does uh, Dance Dance Revolution. Oh, wow. Yeah. I can't can't get down with the game. Like, my feet don't move (laughs) as fast as the game requires. Yeah. You know, but um, I would just like to see him actually do it
0: Mm -hmm. in action. Yeah. So, it's uh, later on, and Robert is still in the house reading a magazine, and, like, Theo comes home and be like, where's everyone? And, like, Robert gives him the rundown. Um, And, like, the fact that, like, Vanessa's not even there. Um, And, um, uh, like, he even mentions that Cliff – Went out to get some air because <laughs> I guess he's tired of Robert. Um, <laughs> and so I think that's his excuse to leave Robert. Um, and so then Denise comes down and she asks Theo for help because she's going on this line date with this guy that she's only talking on the phone. And she's mm-hmm. afraid that the guy will impress her. So she wants Theo to check the guy out before she meets the guy. And Theo was like, okay. And I, and, you know, instead of like, me telling you afterwards let me just give you the weather report like if it's if the guy's good i'll give you you know sunny you know uh, mm-hmm. and then if it's bad i'll give you a bad report like you know storm or something um and so then they have an hour till the guy comes and uh you know robert was like oh we could sit and chat and talk about our love life and he was like let's go play basketball you know okay. and and robert's like but we can't <laughs> chat and he's like Theo's was like yeah exactly. I know."
1: That's the point, my guy.
0: Yeah. Um, and so then it's later on and, uh, we see a guy, uh, so he comes to the door and Cliff is there to open, to greet him. And clearly Cliff knows who he is. We meet, his name is Jerry. Um, Mm -hmm. and they're talking about like how Jerry needs to have a tie to make the round. So this is, this guy is a med student. Um was right. not Denise's He's a name. resident if <laughs>
1: I remember correctly. Right. And oh man, the oh, guy yeah. that plays him, I can't think of his name. Uh, I i
0: I remember him uh best his name is through Tico, his role. Tico Wells. I don't know if I'm saying that right.
1: Tico Tico But he has 54
0: credits. He's been in 227, uh, and he's back, he'll be back for the birth episode.
1: He was in I want to say he was one of one of the one of the temptations in the temptation movie. I'm
0: not sure. I didn't.
1: He was the guy that played uh, who they called the Reverend. Oh, okay. Um. But like you said, he has all of these credits. I've seen him. Yeah, even in, in a lot in of things. So much stuff. And when I saw him, I'm like, hey, it's the
0: Reverend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, was he the Reverend or was he Blue? I'm not sure. I've been wondering. Or was to Blue the and the Reverend
0: the same person? I haven't seen, you seen it. You never seen it? Yeah, I've never seen it. I'm sorry. Oh
1: girl. Yeah, you gotta sit down and watch that <laughs> movie. Like you you have to hear Leon tell people ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. <laughs> That's also become like a trend on TikTok now. Like they they've taken that audio and then like inserted their own situations yeah. and used each saying for. Or something but uh but also this is the guy that denise picked up the phone and spoke with she was very excited like uh kind of like a
0: phone's for do i got it hello
1: yeah oh, hey it's for my and, dad
0: <laughs> and uh so cliff cliff goes to get the tie and theo and robert comes and they think that is denise's blind date and first of all mm-hmm. i was like thinking to myself i'm like they Denise never mentioned the name of the guy so that didn't help like they didn't like you know what I mean so so they automatically yeah we don't know his name until Rudy points it out right and so um so of course they would think this is her blind date right and so they try to get to know him um you know he says he's a one man a one woman guy um you know he's in med school like Um, and the fact that we found out that his birthday is in November, which I don't know, I forgot what the sign is. The Scorpio, he's, his birthday is November 19th. Yeah.
1: I only know because his birthday is exactly a week after mine.
0: (laughs) So yeah, so, um, so we found out his sign, um, and, uh, you know, Denise comes down and says hi to the guy thinking it's her blind dates. And, you know, she starts saying, oh, you know, the long distance and she's, he's like, Oh, he's local, confused it's like a local call you know just <laughs> and, and she's like local call okay that's we'll yeah call let's it.
1: call it that yeah a local call
0: and uh so then Theo gives his weather report it's a good one and Robert adds like high pressure system will remain in the air <laughs> what is that supposed to mean Robert who
1: asked you start see you know when kids laugh at stuff just because they see people laughing Mm-hmm. And they don't really know why they're laughing. Yeah. That's Robert. Because what, first of all, it had already been previously discussed. And Denise has already brushed him off by this point. Yeah. Because he tried to, like, you know, get involved with it, and He's like, she's like,
0: ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> mm, no. Mm-hmm.
1: And he should, poor thing, he's just
0: trying. <laughs> And so the Jerry, he like starts talking about how much you know Cliff is a role model to him, like, and Cliff is getting him a tie. And Denise is like, what? <laughs> why is my why is my dad your role robot <laughs> like that? And she's, oh my god, you're not gonna make him wear that tie. Are you serious? And then they leave. They leave her. And she's like, is this a joke? <laughs> and she stays.
1: <laughs> she stays. Cause I'm like, girl, if you really think this is your day, you're just gonna let him walk off with your daddy like that? Yeah, I know. You're not going to say, hey, sir, remember me? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: We were about to go eat. You were about to spend your money. Did you forget? Yeah. You know, hey, dad, can you bring my date back? What is this? But all of this could have been solved with just simple communication. And times like this makes me really just reflect on how far we've come (laughs) in technology. I know.
0: And the the many methods that we you have can, for you can Facetime <laughs> you can Facetime the person before meeting them.
1: You can Facetime the person before you even come
0: see them.
1: Yes. We have a whole show called Catfish for yes. the people that you cannot see before going to see them. Yes. Like to, I can only imagine how much help Tinder and all these other dating sites. Could have and would have been like could have helped, mm-hmm. because again, like you said, we don't know the the name of Denise's date until later.
0: Until like when Denise goes to the kitchen and Rudy's like, uh, like, like, hey, it's a guy outside and he's yeah. looking for a date, and his name is Greg Mar- Martinson, <laughs> and,
1: and she's, she's like, like, no, Greg just left here. No, Greg did not just leave here. You know, so so it's a whole debacle with that, and then you just been talking on the phone with the guy like how, first of all how long y'all been on the phone second of all um y'all, like, y'all weren't able to like drop a picture in the mail yeah, real true. quick you know yeah. also I thought about Denise was home for a weekend from Hillman
0: I, I think this guy is from Boston They so they're not in the same state that was I think the issue right which is also like who introduced you uh-huh. oh i think she said friends i think her friends someone and like her friends set them up so i
1: got no friends i got nobody in boston anyway
0: <laughs> um. but i think they're both originally from new it, york but God. they they went to school different places i think that's what the situation is okay thanks yeah okay
1: I'll retract that
0: statement <laughs> I heard yeah because I think they were both in New York at the same weekend I think that was the yeah but also like it was a Sunday Denise when do you plan on going back to school oh yeah I forgot it was Sunday <laughs> <laughs> yeah what I just realized that. oh my god you going on a date oh, yeah because it are church so weekend. this is a Sunday
1: like this is an extended weekend because you're going on a date on a Sunday when do you go when you going back to him?
0: yeah i don't know um and, oh yeah and then you know like to prove that this is greg like rudy was like i need to see id and like she pulls him down when she, he shows his id <laughs> and then and Am then Deni- and then denise explains everything like of what just happened and like she, she had to reintroduce herself as, mm-hmm. if, as if nothing happened and so we end act one and we went to act two and um We're back in the living room, and Robert is still hanging out with Clef, you know, beatboxing, like, bothering him, basically. Mm. And Greg and Denise are back from their date, and they're trying to have a kiss, but no one's leaving the room. (laughs) Blah King! Blah King! And, like, they had this awkward hug. It wasn't even, like, a normal hug. It was just awkward, like...
1: (laughs) It was very indicative that both of them wanted to kiss. And that you know <laughs> they had a good date.
0: I think I think they should have just stayed outside. That's my opinion. Right? Because you, you, you walked in, you walked yeah. in to kiss him. Yeah. Is you like, to- I, <laughs> I kind of agree with Cliff. I'm like, why are you trying to kick him out? This is his house. You cut. You have the outside to kiss him. Like
1: <laughs> the whole outside, like with windows that where you can only see what's happening on the side. Mm-hmm. of the windows on top of that you're an adult so if your father was to see you kissing the man what was he gonna do yeah he's gonna punish you for kissing somebody ma'am yeah it's <laughs> just very a, a lot of smarter ways that could well I'm not gonna say a lot but she could have gone about that uh more intelligently but she was also a young college student so she had to learn
0: yeah, and so then she leaves and Cliff tells Robert, I think you need to finish the dishes because you know how he's still bothering him. So he yeah. leaves and Vanessa's back from the movie and she mentions that the guys went back to watch the lizard movie again. <laughs> Which is so and weird to watch. It back I to have now. to get out of it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and Vanessa finds out that Robert is still there. has mm-hmm. not left, he has been there all day. And Vanessa really doesn't want to talk to him. And Cliff is like, You have to like if you don't he will not leave this house (laughs) right and so uh vanessa goes talks to robert and basically robert like just gives his feelings to her being like we should be back together vanessa just wants to be friends and you know robert is back with these old sayings and as you mentioned vanessa says like you are 13 but you talk like you're 63 like you're and,
1: 63 and
0: you know Dondre is not even like in his 60s i think he's still in his 50s so it's crazy to think about right
1: that. <laughs> yeah he's still fairly young and still look good <laughs> yeah
0: but hey man but uh yeah it's just uh like he just has an old mind um but Vanessa just mentions like, let's just be friends. She he, she really friend zoned him. But she basically also said that like, maybe in the future, she her feelings will change. So, but for now, she just wants to be friends.
1: And we learn later down the line that yeah. they don't. No, I had hope for them though. I thought that Robert would have been um, Vanessa's one. Yeah, or at least. The high school boyfriend, yeah, like the same way that Theo had Justine. I had to to think of. I was about to say who was his longest last relationship.
0: The way he had Justine, yeah. I thought that's how Vanessa was going to be. With I think Robert. Justine was kind of well. Yeah, they they were in high school, but they kind of were also college. Like also, right? And she they was, went into college. Yeah. End of college. End of, high, end school, of high school into college college.
1: yeah and i i I thought that vanessa and robert were going to be sweethearts simply because of the rapport they built like even when you watch over the episodes how she is over a boy Mm -hmm. rob her her feelings for robert seemed more genuine than her feelings for any other boy even even when she got around to being engaged Mm-hmm. Like, you could tell then, you're doing this for some other reason outside of love. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is not pure romance. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And when I saw that, that wasn't the case. And eventually, on some episode, Vanessa fixes her up with somebody and they go on a double date or something like that.
0: Yeah. And then I don't think it turned out well. That, that's, yeah, nah. That I think that's in season four. Yes, yeah, so that that comes up. Yeah, that happens in season four, and it, so he breaks up I, with her.
1: I was just about to say season four, really, as if we're not talking about season three.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's actually his last episode uh, for the Cosby Show. I think is in season four, which is that episode, I believe. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so it's I, nighttime, um, and uh this is actually like through the whole episode this is the first time we're seeing felicia as claire and i can't remember i feel like this might not be the episode there might be an episode pri- previous to this but claire was gone for a few episodes because she had her baby uh, who was mm-hmm. you no know, condola rashad condola. um so she was gone uh because she gave birth uh and I I can't I don't think this is the first episode she came back. I feel like there was another episode prior to this, but you could tell that they gave her a smaller scene because she po- she just gave birth to a child probably like a couple months ago. So so we only saw her for this literal scene. So I I was just I noticed that um with her and also the fact that she's in bed maybe cuz you know she has you know still the postpartum um belly, you know. Yeah,
1: because it was something that happened with Claire and Russell came. Oh, she hurt herself or something
0: like that. No, no, no. That was a is that a different that's a that's different a, episode, I think that's though. in season two actually. That's a different season.
1: Oh, oh yeah. my bad.
0: Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> <Ooh>, come back. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, no. I think that you're just giving her less lines or less scenes because also like when you're a new mother, you need to spend more time with your child. So I feel like they were really accommodating that.
1: Have you noticed? There's an episode I can't remember which one, but uh, Theo mentions a girl named Condola. Yes,
0: that. And you know what's crazy is that episode aired, um, I believe, the same day that she was born. <laughs> yeah. Well, of, oh, course wow. they, of course they recorded that episode prior to that day, but it. Yeah. Aired so she must have already known. Like that, they already like, knew she's it. She's gonna name
1: the baby Condola.
0: And I, I feel like she's named after someone in their family. But like, I feel like Felicia or Debbie have, has talked about something about Condola. I just don't know. Um, I don't know who in their family that's named that. But, and also, you know, what's crazy is I can Condola, believe that. I, you know, what's uh, crazy. I was, I was actually uh, listening to, uh, I think Condola was on Sway in the morning and she was talking about, um, have you, have you seen insecure? Yes. I love that. And show. You remember the girl Condola? Oh my God! Apparently, I think it's named after her. That's what she was saying in the interview. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, duh. Okay.
1: It it makes so much sense because I remember watching it, and when she came out, I was like, "Now, who came up with the name Condola?" And the only Condola I knew was her. Yeah. And I'm like, "Did y'all?
0: Nah, maybe. No, it probably
1: was just." Pulling names out. But
0: that makes so much sense. Yeah. So she was talking about that on, I think it was Sway in the Morning, I think. I don't know. I don't no. know. Doing, but yeah, that, she was talking about that.
1: I love that. And Condola is also an actress, just like her mom yes. and her aunt. Um, She was part of the uh, Black cast of Still Magnolias.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And... She did a very good job. I, I actually enjoy the Black Steel Magnolias better than I did the original.
0: I've never seen the original.
1: <laughs> you know, and you kind of don't really need to. <laughs> yeah. You, you just kind of have to know the story behind it. Yeah. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, Felicia Rashad was a part of it as well. Yeah. Um. Yes, because in Steel Magnolias, there's a mother-daughter combo. Yeah, and she and Condola were the mo- mother daughter mm-hmm. combo. Oh man, I gotta go back and watch it.
0: <laughs> um, and anyways, so uh, you know, we we hear about what happened in church. Basically, Cliff slept in church. I think we have all like done always. That. I I've done that.
1: <laughs> yes, I've slept in church, but. Um, it's only like like you're only allowed to sleep in church up until a certain age. Don't ask me what the certain age is because it varies for different people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might vary by denomination. Um, because I know like in, in the in the traditionally black church, you're not allowed to sleep unless you're a baby <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or you're a child or something. And oh do I miss those days where I get <laughs> to just lay down. And and take a quick nap during the sermon, and then you get older, and it's like, no, pay attention.
0: Yeah, and she's uh, like,
1: I don't even want to be here.
0: Yeah, and Claire is like, um, you even slept through me singing, <laughs> right? Singing wondrous love. Yes, um, she said, I was out there singing the words of wondrous love, and here you go. <laughs>
1: I'm, um, Cliff in trouble.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, it's time to go to bed, but, you know, Cliff asked Claire, can you sing me to bed, basically? And she sings Wondrous Love, and it's uh, her voice, Felicia's voice is so, like, I, I'm i just always mesmerized every time she sings on the show. I'm just like, oh, my God, it's such a beautiful voice. Yeah, and it's, it's her voice
1: is different. Mm-hmm. Um back then music um, it really hit you in your heart like you knew what you were singing about
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and but also what I like about back then was like now we're overly technical of how people sound Yeah, and I, I feel I mean yes you should care about how you sound to a degree because when you're singing the song your notes still have to flow and you still have to be able to hold those notes Mm -hmm. but there were so many vocal stylings back then from jazz to um, like well even within jazz um, people sang differently Um, and the way that she sang Um, it wasn't necessarily about the talent of her singing and it wasn't always about um, you know what she was singing about it's just whenever she opened her mouth you felt it yeah and I think really as long as you can believe the artist you can believe the song yeah And she always put a little extra feeling in how she sang the songs. Um, And that's the beauty of acting, too. Like, when when you're able to channel something in order for your character to flourish the way they're supposed to. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it it could be something as small as, like, if you need to cry. Okay, I need to channel that time that that kid took my cookies and I was hungry. Mm-hmm. or yeah I need to channel that time where um where I got bullied and it really hurt my feelings so when she would sing the songs that she sang she always sang with um with a great amount of feeling and you can tell that she even like meditated on the songs that she sang because yeah. I will forever be in regal. Awe uh, oh, of that episode when the president of Hillman was retiring. Yeah. And she sang, and she sang Seek Ye for My God today. Yeah. Every time she sang with that choir, I just, I'm, um, oh, please, yes. <laughs> Seek ye first. Yes, God. I, oh, man. Like, y'all, if y'all haven't watched that episode, Please
0: do. <laughs> um, and the episode ends right there. And uh, I just want to mention that, you know, we had Don Franklin as Greg Martinson. He's actually been in Insecure. I didn't know that. <laughs> he's been in like seven episodes. His character is named Malcolm. Oh, insecure, really? Yeah. I, the guy that plays Greg is like... Yeah. I, I, what I, I've, I've known him for his other roles. Yes. He's, like, been, he's been in 49 other acting credits. And he's done Girls, yeah. Living Single. Like, he's done other things.
1: Yep. He, Uh.
0: yeah, I was just about to
1: say, uh, I know him as Dexter, who is uh, the man that Regine uh, married. She doesn't marry him because they cut the show too early. Uh, but um, that's the guy that she gets engaged to at the end of season five of Living Single. Um. What was the other show you said that he
0: did? Oh, he's He's been on Girlfriends.
1: girlfriends. I don't
0: remember what episode but
1: I have seen him in girlfriend like I can see it and I want to say he was either on a oh you know what no I remember he was Stan so um, so for those who haven't delved into girlfriends Stan is a guy that Maya had an affair with He worked in the same building as Swedish and McDonald and that other one. Mm -hmm. And so, like, let's say Maya and Joan worked on the 27th floor. He worked, Stan worked on the 28th floor. Yeah. So he was a different kind of lawyer. And it got to the point where, like, their affair was so loud to the point where, like, he was even in the same spaces as Maya and Darnell. Mm -hmm. And... Uh Stan and Darnell got, got cool for a while. Yeah. yeah. And he was even threatening Maya to tell Darnell about them or whatever. But I think like uh oh what happened was Maya was like, go ahead and tell him. I don't care anymore. Our love can stand the test of time. Blah blah blah. And he did he ended up not saying anything. Um but yeah, he, he did, he was he was on girlfriends. I'm glad you said that. Because I'm like, <laughs> I can see this. Um but also, and there's something else that he did that I can't think of. I'm sorry. Was it was sorry. something else that that he did that I can't think of. But I used to get him and uh, Miguel Nunez mixed up. Oh, okay. I, I used to get him a lot. Miguel Nunez is the guy that played Joanna Man. Okay. And uh, I used to get them mixed up a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it it made no sense. And when I finally realized, oh, it's two of them. Oh, okay. And so, and then we have Armando Russell who plays uh, Aaron, he stopped acting, and then also we had Jason Warwin who plays Tyrone, they he also stopped acting. And then, as I, we mentioned, we had Ty Tyco Wells, I don't know if to say his name right, but he'll be back for the birth episode. Um, and then we had Dondre Whitfield as Robert, of course. And then I also want to mention that Sabrina LaBeouf is in the credits, but she's not appeared in this episode. So, All right. the lesson I think. Uh, what Vanessa said, you know, in life, you always have to go forward. Cause you know how she says, like, robbery needs to move on. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? And then. to
1: keep it pushing.
0: And then I had a question uh, that I asked yesterday on the Instagram uh, is, would you tell your ex's parents about your current love life? I would not. No. No.
1: I. And, you know, and I reposted that and I asked uh, my friends, uh, I was like, you know, answer that, or would you even confide in them during their relationship? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I don't even think that I would feel comfortable even sitting down. Like, to this day, I've been in my relationship uh, it'll be seven years in in next March.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I might have aired small grievances to my mom in moments of frustration. But like, if, if if we had, like, a, a serious fight, I, I didn't even sit my own mama down mm-hmm. and, and say, like, look, I need your opinion. Because, no. One, that's a, a recipe for disaster. Because as soon as I ma- make her upset about him, all she's going to think about is that one time that he made me upset. And she's going to get stuck on that. -hmm. And it's a saying that that goes around on the internet. Like, start telling your 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 family and your friends about your about your boyfriend when he make you mad, because you'll forgive them. You'll forgive him, and they won't. Yes. And and I've kind of stuck with that. Like, keep that private. (laughs) I don't need to be just going around talking about. But but also, absolutely no way. In 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 no way am I sitting down and talking to my ex's parents to help me get this person back. Yeah. And on top of that, y'all, what? as, as much as, as cute as it is to think about, y'all were not in no real relationship. Y'all yeah. are kids. Yeah. Y'all are 13 years old. You don't even touch the surface. You don't even get to scratch the surface. Mm-hmm. Because you're not paying for your own dates. You're, you're giving money. And, and even then, they're allowing... They're, they're, your parents are entertaining this little cute idea. Yeah. Because Cliff and Claire weren't even allowing anybody to seriously date, I would say, probably until at least 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. At this point, Vanessa and Robert have not reached that point. You know, and it just kind of shows just how different times were back then. Because I don't think in today's society that that, that would be allowed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think now it's just like, oh, that's your little friend. Yeah. Or that's your little boyfriend. That's your little girlfriend. um, Or, you know, oh, just this little kid at school that they like. That they think it's <laughs> cute, but it, it's not as serious. I'm not like my mom would, would never be calling some twelve year old boy my boyfriend and seriously be meaning it. I remember going to my mom and telling her because I called myself having me a little boyfriend, and my cousin was like, "Well, you got to tell her." And I'm like, "Why do I gotta tell her?" Like, I've had about three relationships without having to tell my mom. Like, this yeah. this, this works out for me. Mm-hmm. And then when I told her, like, "So, mom, I have a boyfriend." She laughed in my face. Yeah. And was like, so you can't have a boyfriend until you tell me what a boyfriend is. And naturally, I go get the dictionary. (laughs) And I look up the definition. I'm like, well, according to Webster and Miriam, this is what a boyfriend is. (laughs) And And then she goes into, well, why do you need a boyfriend? I'm like, we're friends. It's companionship. Like, why wouldn't anybody need a boyfriend? And... I think I kept, like, defeating my mom with answers to the point where she was just like, look, you can't date until junior year or your your 16th birthday, whichever comes first. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Mm." my sad little 12-year-old heart. (laughs) You know, like, so you're telling me I have to break it off with this boy? Because (laughs) you said, the age of 16, I got something for you. I didn't have anything for her because me and the guy didn't last long. But still.
0: Yeah. Hurt my little heart. So to the listeners, I want you to answer this question and let me know on Instagram and uh, Twitter. Would you tell your ex's parents about your current love life? I want to hear from you guys. I had such a great time with Shawnee. You want to plug yourself?
1: Absolutely. Um, So since our, our last episode... Uh, well, actually, no, I think I mentioned on the last episode that I just joined the TikTok world. Um, so you can follow me on TikTok at Shani Showbiz. That is S-H-A-N-I-S-H-O-W-B-I-Z. You can find me on Instagram at Damn Girl. You know, everybody. Twitter. I love them 90s. Um, I, oh, also, um, you can uh, follow my other Instagram page called Excellence Noir. It is a page that I work with uh, one of my friends on and it's, you know, everything blackness and black excellence and yeah, check it out. Uh, we can do some features, all of that stuff. I hope you guys enjoy this banter and this commentary. Um, you can also, uh, I think I'm going to go by Shawnee Showbiz. So for you listeners out there, people can refer to me as Shawnee Showbiz. Don't just call me regular showbiz though. Cause you're not like, you got to know me like that. Mm-hmm. So like if, if I'm out in the street and they're like, Hey, showbiz, hold on. <laughs> Who are you? But yeah. <laughs> I'm so foolish. I'm so foolish. Well,
0: thank you for coming on. Uh, we are planning to have you back. That's for sure. Yes.
1: <laughs> thank you for having me.
0: It was a pleasure. And I want to end, uh, I'm going to put this at the end of this episode I'm going to end this podcast off with Felicia Rashad singing Wondrous Love because I would just love it. So we're going to end this podcast off, and we'll talk to you all on the next one. What wondrous love is this, oh, my soul, oh, my soul? What wondrous love is
1: this?
0: Oh my
1: soul, <laughs> what wondrous love is this!